Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, the Princess Rev Payton tells Superman in his guise of Clark Kent how she was cast adrift on the open sea, and how she came perilously close to death. At times, the barge on which I lay was rocked by gentle breezes. But then at other times, it pitched and tossed like a thing gone mad, and I feared for my life. It must have been a horrible experience. Aye, Sarah, it was all of that. But even more than the winds and the storms, there was the great winged creature that swooped from the sky to attack me. You mean a huge bird? Aye. List, I shall tell thee about it. It doesn't seem possible, does it, gang, that the Dodgers, who were pennant winners of last year, are in the cellar of the National League today. But that's the breaks. Experts say the real trouble with the Dodgers is that they haven't enough top-flight pitchers. Well, could be... You know, it doesn't do a team much good to have a slick outfield if the pitcher keeps throwing fat balls to every batter who walks up to the plate. And such, unfortunately for them, is the situation in Brooklyn. For one thing, Hugh Casey, the fine relief pitcher who did so much to help the Dodgers win the pennant last year, fell and hurt himself just recently. He'll be out for a few months. And the rest of the hurlers are either overworked or just haven't got the stuff. You see, gang, it only goes to prove that for a team to stay on top, every man has to be at his best. And all men must work together smoothly. When one position is weak, pitching, catching, infield, whatever it is, then the whole team is weak. You need everyone working at top level before you can have a championship team and a pennant winner. Well, our nation is pretty much the same as a baseball team. We need all our people of every race and religion, from every kind of background and ancestry, all working together and doing a top-notch job. That's how we get things done. That's how we can set the greatest production records in history. 
How we can build skyscrapers and railroads, harvest fields of wheat and corn. That's how we can make America a country of miracles. Miracles accomplished by everyone working together and doing his very best. Gang, today the United States of America holds the pennant as champion of the International League. Let's make sure our country keeps the championship. We can only do that by working together. And now, the adventures of Superman! Yesterday, as you remember, the Princess Rev Payton had solved one mystery for her spellbound listeners, Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and Jimmy Olsen, when she told them how she escaped the death sentence pronounced upon her by Franz, the Grand Master of Illyria. Hercamine, her friend and protector, had lulled her to sleep by means of an ancient melody, and her bird, Nekoma, had been taught this melody so that he could awaken her when the burial barge on which she was to be placed was well out to sea. At this point in her story, Rev. Payton sank back on her bed as though still stricken by the terror she felt at the moment when it actually happened. I can almost feel the breath of the evil France upon me. Never will I forget the dread in my heart as I heard him approach the barge. Had he discovered that still I lived, it would have meant not only my own doom, but that of Hercumine as well. well. You needn't be afraid anymore. You're well protected now, and Franz is very far away. The strange... But I feel him nigh, even at this moment. Even as thou speakest, I feel him close to me. I am afraid... Oh, please don't worry, Rev. Peyton. Just go on with your story. If you tell us what really happened, these strange fears may pass away. I am grateful for thy endeavors to calm my distraught mind. I shall tell thee further. Fine. Now, let's see, where were we? You had already been placed on the barge in the ocean, is that right? Aye. And then just as the barge was about to be cast off, Franz appeared in order to find out whether you were really dead. That was when this terrible dread filled my heart. Mm -hmm. But he never did discover that Hercamine had foiled him. Nay, it was a miracle that saved me. Miracle, you say? Aye. It is hard to believe, I know. But list of the miracle of miracles which then transpired. France approached the barge as it was about to be cast off, and as my friends were mourning me. Stand thou out of my path, Hercamin, or I shall strike thee down. Here will I stand, Franz, rooted to this very spot, until thou departest. Thou wilt use neither me nor the princess so shamefully, while there is still justice in Illyria. I would not strike thee, old man. Out of my way, I say. The clouds are gathering, France. Beware. Oh, what care I for the clouds in the heavens? Let me pass. Depart forthwith, or I shall summon thunder to deafen thee, and lightning to blind thee. Cease thy stupid mumbling. It's thunder. The sea, look at the sea. Hold, hold, I will draw her to me. Was not my intention to stir the wrath of the gods? Cast her off! Cast off the barge, lest the gods punish us! I cast, cast her off! Her off. Release her the barge off. from her mooring! I cannot tell thee, my friend, how this miracle was performed. But this I know, that only by that miracle was I saved. From the moment the barge had been cast off from shore, the rumble of thunder and the flashes of lightning disappeared. That's remarkable. Tell me, Rev. Payton, have you any idea how long you were on the ocean? 
Nay, Sarah. Days and nights passed me by without my taking notice. I seem to have lost all sense of time. Seems to me Herkimine was taking quite a chance. I mean, if we hadn't found you, you might have died. Aye, it is true. But there was naught else we could do. No, I suppose not. Do you feel strong enough to go on, Rip Payton? Aye, but there is little more to tell. It was strange to be there on that barge. Imagine it to thyself. Thou listeneth to the lapping of the waters. But canst thou tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth? But this embodied spirit was I, little more. Once in every while I passed a tiny island. This I knew by the stirring of trees and grasses. At one time the barge was rocked by tender breezes. At another we were caught as in a snare by the heavy winds and rolling sea. And all the while, Poor Nakoma tried over and over again his pitiful little tune. My heart cried out to him, but he could not hear. I wished so to live, but to move was beyond me. We were two hapless creatures cast out upon the sea, defenseless and alone. But though Nakoma forgot my song, he never left my side, but nestled in the folds of my robe close by my arm, and there he stayed until one moment, not very long ago, we heard a fearful sound, this time as if the roar of millions of birds. It was darkening, and Nakoma flew to his perch on the masthead. How was he to protect me now? Closer and closer the roar came. rest of my tale, my friends. Thou knowest this as well as I, for that roar was made by thine own craft. Oh, you mean the motor of our boat frightened you? Aye. Oh. Well, it was a sound neither Nakoma nor I had ever heard before in our lives. Well, Nakoma meant to fight. We can vouch for that. He almost scared us to death when he attacked us. Truly, we beg thy forgiveness. Oh, no, not at all. We're very grateful to Nakoma. If it hadn't been for the glow he gives off in the dark, we would never have found you. Tis well I knew... My life was saved by my bird. Say, by the way, Rev. Payton, at the beginning of your story, you told us that Nakoma had flown away with the note Franz had written. Aye. He picked it off the table with his beak and forthwith flew out of Herkimen's study. Well, do you happen to know what he did with it? Nay, I'd forgotten all about it. Oh? Well, uh, since he seems to understand you, perhaps you can ask him. Perhaps he's hidden it somewhere. I will try. Nakoma, Nakoma, fly to my shoulder. Nakoma, think well. Remember thou the slip of paper thou once didst bring to me? Didst thou hide it? <laughs> Good bird, sweet bird, tell thy ref Peyton. Didst thou hide it in Illyria? <laughs> Not in Illyria? Then whither didst thou carry it? Unto the border, mayhap. <laughs> Good and faithful, Nakoma. Uh, d- does that mean yes? Aye, on the barge is the paper to be found. Well, tell him to fetch it, Rev. Peyton, quickly. It, it, it may be very important. Nakuma, go thou and seek out from its hiding place the slip of paper. When thou hast found it, bring it forthwith to me. Wait a minute, I'll, I'll open the window for him. Go, Nakuma, go. And so Nakuma flies to fetch the mysterious slip of paper. Is it still on the barge? We'll find out in just a moment, so keep listening. 
Do you know, gang, that in professional baseball, only six players have ever hit 50 or more home runs in one season since 1901? Well, it's true. Babe Ruth made baseball history with the Yankees when he went over the 50 mark in 1920, 21, 27, and 1928. Hack Wilson of the Cubs made the grade in 1930. Jimmy Fox of the Athletics knocked him over the fence in 1932. And Hank Greenberg knocked the stuffings out of the old apple in 1938. Ralph Kiner of the Pirates and Johnny Mize of the Giants each hit the record last year. Now, these six home run kings are the heavy-hitting greats of all time. They've walloped their way right into baseball's record book, a challenge to future players. But there will undoubtedly be others in the future. Why, some of you fellows who are practicing on the sand lots today will be the great league players of tomorrow. Yes, maybe the day will come when you will bat your 50th home run and land right up there along with the other six home run kings. Maybe baseball fame is in the book for the boy down the block or the kid who just tried out for first base position on your team. Nobody can tell who the lucky guys will be. But one thing's sure, he won't be tomorrow's home run king because of where his people came from or the way he worships God or what his name sounds like. No, sir. It's the muscular skill behind his booming bat that will hold the answer. Power, steady nerves, coordination, and good timing, and a good fighting heart. Those are the things that make the great athlete and home run king. Who knows? Maybe that'll be you. So keep on punching. Learn to play the game. And always give your best. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Rev Payton and Clark Kent, as well as the others in the hotel room, are anxiously awaiting Nakoma's return with the mysterious note. When suddenly, from afar off, Rev Payton hears the familiar whir of wings. Tis Nakoma. He returned. Yes, I can see him now. He's got something in his bill. Rest thou on my shoulder, Nakoma. He's got the note. Here, wait. I'll take it from him. Nakoma, why dost thou fly away? Thou shouldst know by this time, sir, I can't means no harm. Back to my shoulder. Pretty, sir. Take thou the note. All right. There, I've got it. What? Great Scott! Thou palest, sir. What disturbeth thee? Why, it's incredible. If I didn't see this with my own eyes, I... I wouldn't believe it. Clark Kent, pale and tense, hands the mysterious note to Lois to examine. What is it that has excited him so, even drained the color from his cheeks? We'll know Monday, and it's a startling surprise, so don't miss it. Be sure to tune in Monday, same time, same station, for Chapter 9 of The Mystery of the Sleeping Beauty on The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at the same time. Watch for the Superman adventure serial soon to be shown at your local movie theater. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston straight shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.